You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. with Brothers United Leadership Development and here with another episode of our Bill Black Wealth Initiative with our incubator program. We're interviewing participants as well as some of our uh, facilitators of our program. Um, so I'm here with the lovely Alexis. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yes, it. That's definitely. Let's, let's jump into this interview. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and your business and the industry that you're in? Absolutely. Um, I am born and raised in Seattle, Seattle native, I'm an 80s baby. 80s. So, right. <laughs> um, and so when I was growing up, like I had style icons, Flojo was like my favorite, just the nails, the way she dressed, her hair, the jewelry. I mean, I just loved everything about her. Tina Turner, Grace Jones, like those were kind of my style icons. Um, and then I kind of got into cosmetics. I was interested in it. Uh, I got hired at the body shop when I was 13 and kind of started doing makeup professionally there and then kind of went off and on. So I did makeup for a while and then I went to the apparel design program and got into like fashion, kind of studied that more extensively. Uh, when I moved to Tacoma, I started doing bridal. So I kind of got that under my belt. So kind of all of my career kind of uh, gone back and forth from cosmetics to clothing and then back again. Okay. So since you're 13, you've really been like in, in the industry. And oh, I was super passionate about it. And I mean, like, really, I just used to read the body shop catalog and I really wanted the products. And so I'm like, where can I, one, get money to procure said products and also um, get them at a discount? So I went there with my resume of babysitting experience and I, <laughs> I really think she was trying to play me off like she gave me an interview and then was like, I'll call you in a week. And I said, OK, I waited a week and a half and my dad was like, you should call her back. So I followed up and, you know, eventually she was like, OK, come in for a shift. And I came in, but you know, I had read these catalogs for years, so I knew the backstories. I, you know, this was 93, this was in the beginning of the whole like natural thing. There wasn't a lot of companies that were doing this. And right. like Anita Roddick was this old hippie lady from the UK that used to like spray fragrance oil on the like store to draw people in. So I was super passionate about the products. And you know, somebody came in and was looking at a product and I was like, oh my gosh, have you tried it here? Let me like put it on. <laughs> my manager said, yeah, take that apron off and go in the front of the store. So right. a salesperson so was born. A quick, quick upgrade. But that's a good skill that your dad taught you too, to follow, follow up. up. Yeah, follow oh my up. Gosh. Sometimes we just like, ah, oh, we'll just wait and hope He it gave happens. me a, um, a lot, a lot of, I don't want to say game, but I mean, a lot of kind of structure as far as the etiquette of things um, like phone etiquette, expectations on like leaving a message, those sorts of things that um, were really 
automatic. And also like, you know, back in the day, if you called and wanted to talk to your friend, you would have to talk to some adult in the yeah, house. Right. And like, they might ask you about like, oh, how are your parents? Or like, right. how was school? You kind of got to be Johnny on the spot as right. far as, oh yes, this is Alexis. May I please speak with so-and-so? So, you know, just kind of translate <laughs> it over real, to the business. Those are real life skills though. A lot of, you know, especially now, nowadays with technology, like, like, a lot of that's kind of a lost art. So it's like, really oh, God. Real I call businesses all the time and I'm kind of appalled at the, the answer. I'm like, oh, this is a, a brick and mortar business. Uh, like, right. you're huh. not at home. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> all right. So you kind of already answered this and I would say it's a yes, but I'm gonna ask you anyways. It sounds like, did you always want to be in that industry? Like, when did that kind of start? Yeah, no, I always wanted to be in it. I mean, um, and I kind of got into it um, through like via um, design. So I would look at advertisements. I would look at the pictures. I really like interior design. I remember um, in a Cracker Jack box, like one of the prizes was this like interior. It was like a little book and you could like design the house. Um, when I was a kid, my dad worked at Pay and Pack. And like, I don't know if you guys remember, but they had like the kitchens, right? There was like all these different kitchens or all the different bathrooms. And so it was just so fascinating to me that like, different colors or different patterns or different whatever could make a totally different space or mood or idea. But I would say, yeah, I, um, I've, it's always been in my blood. So yeah, to speak. I, grew up, I grew up behind Pam Packers, a, a South End staple. Oh man, <laughs> it was, I just Pan used Pack. to go in there all the time. I used to be like, dad, can I come to work with you? Like, it was just so, I used to, you know, act like, okay, this is, and they were, I mean, again, kind of eighties, right? So right. it was like, a very green, like hunter green bathroom with like lots of plaid, <laughs> like lots, like they were very committed to the, pink, to the, the pink and all right. That. Mm -hmm. So what motivated you, what motivates you to continue to do the work that you do? And like, kind of, you kind of talked a little bit about like why your why is like, is this expand on that a little bit? Like what motivates you and what's your why? Um, I'm just like really, I'm just very passionate about people um, presenting the way that they want to. I think we either have like special occasions or just kind of how we are in the world. We want to um, project that a little bit. So I really, um, I remember clothes not being, not feeling like myself in certain garments and right. being like, God, I wish I could just, or, you know, when I get big, I'll be able to, you know, this. So for me, I'm really passionate about people finding their voice their style voice how they want and it's like it's fun the whole thing is it's supposed to be fun right. i'm not like i don't strong arm any, <laughs> any products like the whole thing is it's supposed to be a fun expression of yourself in a moment or like you know a timeless kind of thing but whatever you should still be able to to have that so trying to give people that experience and it's I mean, I tell people all the time it's fun. And I mean, especially in the case of um, like bridal or a special occasion, a lot of the time, um, especially in bridal, like that may be the first time that somebody's spent that much on a gown. Right. Um, that may be the first time that somebody's had a gown altered. So I think it's really, really important. And I I take it very seriously that I want my clients to have some sort of knowledge after they leave from me. If you never get anything altered from me again, if you decide to go to a different alterations person, you should know why it fits this way or why right. it pulls this way. Um, so yeah, that, yeah. That's what's up. So describe your journey. And this is kind of a, we're talking about towards success or to success, depending on where you're at in your, in your business journey. And like, what's the biggest lessons you've learned? You kind of share some even 
nuggets that your dad taught you and things like that. So just thinking about your business and being an entrepreneur, like describe your journey to success and what is like, what's like the biggest lessons learned? I would say my biggest lesson, it's funny, I actually told myself I wasn't going to tell this story, but um, <laughs> I flunked out of design school twice. Like, um, I think one of the biggest things that that taught me, um, so this particular program, it accepts only in fall, right? So there's fall quarter, winter quarter, spring quarter, and then summer break, and then you do, it's a two-year program. Mm. So if you fail one of the quarters, you gotta wait till the whole next like two go years, round, right. right? So I had done it the, you know, the first time around, I didn't take it very seriously. I was kind of like, you know, um, and I, I missed, you know, you have to get a 2.0 and I think I hit a 1.8 in my flat pattern making wow. class. Close, right. <laughs> Man, our, our margin of error in that class was um, one, six, one sixteenth of an inch. Mm. So like not not very much. So I'm like, well, this is what I really want to do. So like buckle down. This is um, God or the ancestors teaching me some humility, right? Like this is I have some some better knowledge about how to, to, to do this the next time. And I did. I actually got sick at the end of the quarter. And so I 1.9 this time. Wow. And I remember thinking like, God, do I like, do I need to do it again? And then I was looking at, you know, the syllabus or like what I'm learning. And I'm like, I don't really want to do any of that shit. I mean, to be honest, right. I don't, I don't need to have the CAD experience and to do all this and all, you know, I was doing an internship at that time. And I was like, this is somebody that I respect greatly. And all the things that she's doing, I know how to do already from the program that I'm doing. Like she's not doing CAD stuff and she's very successful. Right. So I think that the biggest lesson that that taught me is like, what are you actually looking for, right? Are you looking for a piece of paper that says this thing? Like, is that where your validation is? Right. Or are you looking for something to like get some actual knowledge? Because then what I did is when I moved to Tacoma, I worked with somebody at the wedding bell who had at that time, uh, 40 years of experience. And she took me under her wing and she taught me from the beginning to the end how to do everything. Right. So it, um, you know, it didn't matter. The piece of paper wasn't what was valuable. It was what my knowledge was. So I think um, the biggest lesson I've ever gotten is like, you got to cut your losses, man. Like, do you need to pivot? Like, stop. Right. Don't just be don't just be walking into a wall, man. You might have to uh pivot a little bit and change, skew skew what your focus is just a little bit and see where it takes you. Cause um, yeah, I'm glad I did. I, I'm i glad I did what I it's did. It's kind of like art, like you gotta go with the flow. And I've mm -hmm. heard this from other folks who I've interviewed, like the mentorship with what I'm hearing is like, you found somebody to kind of mentor you and teach you the game. And I've heard other folks kind of talk about the importance of finding somebody who's in the industry that you're interested oh, in. Oh, absolutely. Really having this more, more hands-on training instead of like, book or course, coursework, right? Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Um, what resources do you think are needed for others in our community that are seeking to be successful in starting a business or organization, et cetera? Like what, what resources do you think are really needed? I, I really think it's um, like mentorship. I think that it really is access. I mean, the information is out here. I mean, we it's on our phones, right. but it's like, what is, um, is it some charlatan that's selling a course that maybe hasn't um, done these things, right? Is it somebody that actually has that experience and is selling it? Is it somebody that you can trust with their, you know? Um, I think that mentorship, like finding somebody that is 
more um, that's in the industry that you're trying to break into. And, you know, people like talking about themselves, I think. <laughs> um, but people, if you are passionate about an industry, you're excited about it. And so if you come in and there's a younger person that's excited about the same thing that you're excited about, and it's something that like, I mean, seamstress, like that's a that's a dying art. Right. All of the women that were in, the, um, there's not a lot of like young blood, as it were, that's like coming in that like knows how to sew because right. it's not glamorous. Like <laughs> it's not it's not pretty necessarily. <laughs> I remember one summer I couldn't, um, you know, this was back when they had the fingerprint thing on the. I was like, why can't I unlock my phone? It's because my fingerprints were so stabbed with the needles that it would change literally every wow. day. So I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's not glamorous. We're not sitting here sketching. So I I think that, um, yeah, finding somebody that is further along than you in that industry, or even just a, maybe they're not the whole package, but like they're really good with like paperwork right. or they're really good with like, excel or they're really good with like streamlining things or they might know everybody right. like those are the people like oh hey by the way this is my new project you know da, 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 da. and just um talking about it i run my mouth to everybody <laughs> i um excuse me <clears throat> still with the smoke in the air um I talk to everybody. I say, I, you know, I, if it, of course, if it comes up in conversation or right. like, oh, what do you do? But um, I talk to everybody. I talk about new projects that I'm doing. I'm talking about new um, things that I'm thinking, new product development. I'm, you know, waiting for this packaging. And you never know. You have people that are like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for that product. You're like, oh my God, I really, you know, right. my mom was looking for, you know, my mom's friend is getting married and blah, blah, blah. All, I would say every single, I don't advertise at all. Um, every single one of my, especially alterations um, and custom stuff is all word of mouth. It's all, and I've been working with some of the same people for the last, you know, six or seven years. Yeah, and somebody gave me advice on that too, talking about success or lessons learned, like um, word of mouth mm -hmm. and your, your name is your brand. Your brand is your name. If you burn it, then if that's gonna be word of mouth too. Like if you do bad yeah. business or things like that, it's gonna be word of mouth too. And then Touching on the mentorship piece, I guess um, what I would say on that is, you know, everybody being available to mentor the next because somebody mentored you. So making sure that people are available. And we all know capacity is real. And, you know, sometimes folks are you say people want somebody who's eager. Sometimes people are just like dibbling and dabbling. Right. And they end up wasting people's time. I've dealt with that before, but still being available and being still feeling like that's a key part of what our community needs. That's even where this came from. This Build Black Wealth Initiative was like really how do we share information that help build be successful, but also others are in those conversations and they can share. We learned a lot just having this space, holding the space to um, to have community, to have conversations around yeah. things that we don't normally talk about. And then, you know, being able to use the space and being able to, you know, learn what folks are doing and being able to contract with you and contract with food vendors and different people mm -hmm. through, through our work was able to expand our branding, expand right. what we do, make yeah. us more efficient in certain areas, but also we're able to move money around to help, you know, to, to, to drink the juice that we're serving, you know? So, um, yeah, I do think the mentorship is, is huge. But I think you also touched on an important part that like, even if somebody isn't ready necessarily, so like, yeah, you might have somebody that's kind of dibbling and dabbling or kind of, um, flaky for lack of a, a better phrase. Um, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. But I think that um, part of that mentorship is being like, hey, you're messing up. 
by the way. Um, Yeah. And like I had that, I had a mentor when I was at um, the University of Washington and she was a professor that like, oh my God, she just, oh, she scared me so much. She like, listen, if you didn't do the reading, don't go to her class because she's going to know, she's going to call on you. She's going to ask for you. Anyway, this was the type of person (laughs) that I wanted to be my mentor because she really didn't um, pull any punches and she really didn't care about like, I don't want to say feelings, but like it was very much like you are asking me for help in this area. These are the help that I'm going to give you in this area, right? right? And I was late for um, like our first appointment. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) She just eviscerated me. But she was very much like, this is not proper, okay? You are asking for a favor from me. You need something from me. You are not offering anything to me. I'm taking time out of my day. I could be doing something else. I could. This is very inappropriate. So what I would like for you to do is think about if you really want me as your mentor and kind of reevaluate the things that you need to, and then we'll talk later. And I was like... But it's the truth. And so I think that even if somebody isn't ready, and of course she, you know, I wasn't ready. I was like, I'm really kind of effing off here. Like I'm not going to waste her time. So, but it also, so like, even though she didn't turn out to be my mentor, I still learned this lesson so that I can potentially not mess up the next one by being, you know, disrespectful of somebody's time because that's what it is. Right. Yeah. And and what I was saying is, still being available to mentor, but like having those conversations, like putting yeah. boundaries around what you're going to accept and not accept. And, you know, you might hurt somebody's feelings, but at the end of the day, like, okay, but you still want to make space for somebody to get the most. Right. And you get the most out of your time. Cause if you're passionate about, it, if I want to share information, I want somebody who's actually like, going to use it. Yeah. I want somebody who's actually like, Hey, Rick, come yeah, on. Like, <laughs> I got to like, be taking a nap right now. <laughs> right. Like, sleep don't come easy. So yeah. So, um, what is, uh, as an entrepreneur, which you are clearly, you know, what is uh, one tip or trick that you've learned that helped you succeed? Uh, pivoting and running my mouth. I mean, like really like uh, talking to people, I um, I have gotten so much. And even if it's just um, community and camaraderie, right? Mm-hmm. It might not be somebody that will ever shop with me or buy a product with me, but still the interaction that we're having when I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about, or they're telling me something that they're excited about in that same kind of vein, like it's it's energy transference, right? So, um, but yeah, I being able to pivot and deciding if something is maybe not for you or if you need to kind of adjust some things. And I will say that's one of the nice things about being a smaller business. Is that you can kind of, okay, this was definitely not working. Let me try to do this whole thing. And, right. uh, you know, I don't want to say the stakes are lower, but, you know, they're not these big blowout events. So you can have kind of a little bit more time to to figure out what works. And that's actually dope, too, because that's in line with what one of our pillars is, is really building community, building relationships. What I'm hearing you saying um, between the lines is, you know, really spending time having conversations, regardless if it's going to be a customer or not, you have time and energy to build community and maybe down the line it may be a partnership or something that you can leverage because or hey i can connect you with somebody who can help you with this or that they may be able to connect you it's really relational relationship building i think that's a dying art too i think sometimes people really get transactional the way society is capitalism like we just get transactional so it doesn't really be relational so that's a good 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 pointer um what is the best advice that you can give some it sounds like you've been doing it since you were 13 what is the best advice you can give somebody to, and as you know, with the incubator program, we have black led businesses, nonprofits, organizations, 
And we wanted to be intentional with that because a lot of times funding is only for business or it's only right. for nonprofits. Specific types of business, yeah. Or, yeah, there's really not a lot of funding for organizations unless they have a fiscal sponsor. So we just wanted to really kind of have a catch-all. So thinking about that business organization or entrepreneur, whatever it is, like what's some advice that you would give or the best advice you would give somebody just that's just trying to get started and maybe can't get over over the hump? I find that for myself, which... Um, is ironic because my line is called fear is a liar, but I found myself like fear was keeping me from like just doing it, right? I revised my website 5,000 times. I, you know, changed the design of this, like just do it, just do it, figure it out, launch the website, whatever. Maybe a page link doesn't work. Okay, somebody will tell you right. or turn it off, whatever. Just get it out there. I've changed my tags probably four times in the one year that my ready to wear line has been in business, right? At first it was like, okay, this is, I'm writing something on this thing that I printed from my, and like now they're, you know, branded cards that I have on like safety pins with like linen uh, little ties. I mean, it's just, it's a different thing, but like, just do it. You'll figure it out later. Do it. Yeah. And perfectionism stops you. Like you want right. it to be, and like, you don't realize that that you're using that as a crutch to not like, just jump out the window. Just and do sometimes it. Sometimes it's balance, right? Cause you can't have good without bad. You can't have success without failure. So some things are like you said, Hey, this link doesn't work. Okay. Somebody tells me, let me fix it. So that's right. the way you're really going to know and really do it is yeah, there's no way to be all the way. I like things polished and, and me too. too, but it's, you know, sometimes it's like we gotta just go. Oh my God, my website right now makes my eye twitch just thinking about <laughs> it. Like, you know, I sold two of these one of one shirts that I need to take out of the inventory and like whatever. But I mean, it's, it is what it is. Like yeah. I'm, I'm designing more stuff right now. The website stuff, that's, you know. Uh, let's see, we talked about the advice. Um, before we jump into the last question, I kind of want to talk because a lot of people don't know, like you design, like you're doing some work for us. You don't work for other people. A lot of the stuff that people that are out here in the fashion industry, I don't know if you want to share any, any of the people that you work with or partner with or whatever, but like you're like really getting it in. So, I, you know, it's like we have some tablecloths that came from a place that we ordered that was it was like more work for us to send them back. And I was like, hey, let's <laughs> like, you know, let me pay you to. I mean, we could have threw them out or sent them back. I could have dealt with no, it. No, they're beautiful. Like, yeah, so it's like, I, hey. They just needed a little love, yeah, so man. It's like, a little seam here and there. Here, let me give you one of the ones that are right and, you know, a table to look at them at. And, and you like, knocked it out really quick. So yeah. I don't know if that's something that you want to share. Your <laughs> I Well, this is, I don't name drop typically. If they, if, <laughs> if they want to let people know who I am, just know that yeah. I know yes. what I'm doing. Okay, well, she's super tapped in. So a lot of the clothes that folks are doing, which is dope. Lexa put her hands on it, so y'all, y'all make sure you, you you tap in. And she's working with us to design some stuff for us, so our team could be out there. We were, we're pretty good with the branding, but you know, I'm excited for those jackets. The, yeah, we got to get the got swag. Patches, we got to take the swag yeah. to the next level. Yes. I'm not really the fashion; I'm the sweats and t-shirt guy. So you know, take me to the next level. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> take me to the next level. So this is an opportunity for you to kind of look directly into the camera and let folks know this will be in the description as well, but how folks can get in contact with you, your website, the email, however else you want people to social media, however else you want folks to get in contact with you. Okay. And look here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so probably the best way to get in contact with me would be on um, Facebook. I'm Alexis White or the Lady Lex is my business page on there. Um, 
My website is theladylex.com. And then you can always email me at thesmithwhite at gmail.com. So that stuff's going to be in the description too, but we always give our people opportunity to share uh, because we know people taking information differently. We're right. Monolith, so we try to provide that opportunity. We'll definitely market and make sure we get get uh, get this pushed out there. So I appreciate nice. you coming to to join us. Thanks and, for having and, uh, me. You did a really good job. High five. Yes. <laughs> you guys, I was so, so nervous. So once again, <laughs> <laughs> once again, this is Dre with Brothers United in Leadership Development Build, and this is part of our Black Build Black Wealth Initiative. To next time, peace. Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.